Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Prog Report podcast interview. My guest today is James Canorl from the band Aviations, a relatively new band uh, from Boston. They have a new album now called Luminaria, which is amazing. And I got a chance to talk to James about the history of the band, uh, the new album, and a lot more interesting stuff. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but before we get started, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, wherever you get your podcast, progreport.com, and follow us on all our socials. And now my interview with James Kernol. Uh, well, good, man. Uh, good to meet you. You guys, uh, the band Aviations, I mean, it's, I feel bad. I mean, it's a band I should have known more about, but I, you guys just came up my, on my radar uh, in the last, like, couple of months, and I've uh, been blown away by the music. I mean, it's phenomenal stuff, so happy to have uh, finally found out about the band. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, we're, you know, um, pretty excited about the new record. Um, definitely spent a ton of time on it, and I think we all are, like, really happy with it. Um, and it's cool, uh, you know, it's cool that it's reaching people, we get to talk to people like yourself and, you know, meet some new people that also enjoy it. So it's been, it's been cool so far, you know. I think the, what what's it, the end of September? So the record's been out for almost a month now, so uh yeah. it's been it's been very nice uh, yeah, very i feel cool. i feel a lot less lighter now you know? <laughs> <laughs> such a, a weight right once an album's Absolutely, out uh, yeah. we should we should say the name of it it's luminaria is that luminaria, yeah, luminaria? Yeah, yeah yeah i'm yeah and so um, i uh sam added a good thing because aria like a like a form of music right and then lumen like light so it's like kind of bringing home the like the cozy metal-esque thing i i never really think that far that deeply into things but i thought that was pretty that was pretty cool it makes sense that he uh came up with that nice kind of combo there for sure uh it's your fourth album or third real studio album full full album i should say and then one is an ep um, yeah. which was your last record retrospect um and that was cool i read about that that was you guys going back to some earlier material and and reworking some stuff for that ep is that right yeah so we um out of the six of us, um, four of us met at Berkeley. Uh, we all went to Berkeley in like 2011 to 2020, 2016. Um, so, um, and kind of through that, you know, like we, we kind of finally, I guess with the touring cycle of our previous record, the light years, we, we finally solidified like our, like six dudes that, you know, are definitely down in it for the long haul. And especially with Richard being our piano player that we originally kind of hired as a session guy to kind of add like the auxiliary sounds for the light years. Um, we were like, we, we, we were just like so stoked on how that sounded that we were just like, this guy's just got to be in the band and we'll figure out a way to make it work. It was more of those things. Like uh, I always tell people this too. It's like, you know, being in a band or like getting like a band gig is like, always just more about the hang than like if you're actually like super good at your instrument but with richard it was like super fun hang and he's the best musician in the band so <laughs> so with him joining uh it just kind of uh you know we had never really written with piano being more of the focus or just like like because on light years you know there's piano parts but he's not playing you know because he wasn't like part of the band at the time. He was not playing, you know, for the full, full runtime of the track. Right. So, so we, we kind of wanted to test the waters just to kind of see how that would work. 
and so we decided to yeah we did you know those uh three different versions of those songs uh to kind of just uh test the waters on it and see how it would work and i think it ended up being really cool and then i think it definitely kind of helped for the new record because we kind of knew where we could go implementing piano and then it was just like kind of confirming that sound of, of the six of us and like what that would sound like going into the new record yeah what did it change how the songwriting happened was he more involved in in how things were written for the new record too uh yeah actually um i i i do most of the writing for the band um on guitar pro uh because i play drums not guitar <laughs> well that's so, interesting i mean yeah the, the, a drummer is not usually the main writer especially in a group that does this kind of music that's that's pretty odd right i mean that how did that happen that's interesting um i think it just kind of came from like i like writing music but i can't play guitar to the level of like the music i would want to write right and so it just it really just was it really just like came from like that you know just like you know uh just wanting to write stuff that i mean that's like kind of i feel like that's kind of what everyone uses guitar pro for who uses it in a kind of creative setting is like writing things that they would want to play but they can't play you know you couldn't you can't just like shred you know like improvise and write stuff like that at least i can't so i think that's kind of my introduction to it was just like i want to write like weird prog music and i'll figure out the rest later and then the rest later was you know like uh i guess my partner in crime with this is sam who's the other guitar player because he was kind of one of the first people i met at berkeley and he was just like really down with his the way his brain works and the way my brain work are total like yin and yang kind of like i'm i'm very much just like go 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 all the time and he's really good at taking his time and thinking about how things work so because again i at the time i didn't really know how to play guitar so i would write things like on the piano translate it to midi put it in guitar pro but like finger positions weren't you know i'd be like yeah right. go from open string to one to 17 to whatever in writing stuff notes, that's real quick no human can you know? actually play right yeah so he was like able to you know kind of like figure out how to like well you did this but we could just you know move this note down the octave it's an easier you know nerd stuff but so he was really good at like doing that um just kind of consolidating my ideas and making them playable um but right. and then so for the new record uh richard was god bless his soul very helpful with kind of um getting into more of the nitty-gritty of like different harmony stuff that we wanted to do uh you know kind of playing outside of diatonic stuff and just making things a little more colorful and and he's also just like really good at just like adding cool textures to things that i wouldn't think of um so yeah he was definitely a a big proponent of of the new record and he also wrote um some of the sections that he wrote on the new songs are like some of my favorite parts. So he's definitely, he's definitely a, he's definitely a threat, dude. He's definitely well, does. The piano adds a really well. nice element to these yeah. songs, to this kind of music for sure. It's a, it, yeah. it, it's not something you hear all the time in, in bands that do what you guys do. And I think it's really, it makes it stand out. Uh, you also have really long songs. I mean, there's a lot of music packed into this record. It's, <laughs> it's intense. Um, so the fact that you did it 
you wrote it all like that is it's like crazy to me. Um, but how did you end up a drummer to begin with? What's your background? Uh, so my background is, uh, you know, I grew up in like a small town in uh, in Michigan. I, so now I have to do my little hand thing. I grew up the, up there, right? Top of Michigan uh, in the Lower Peninsula. So, um, but for whatever reason, uh, my brother, who's 10 years older than me, um, he was in the, the marching band at his high school. And their high school marching band was like one of the best in the state. And so there was like this really big following in the marching band. And so like all the kids that were in the, the school drum line were like all really sick. And so I ended up taking lessons with like a family friend who was also in the drum line and really just fell in love with it. You know, the classic, like, oh, I played on pots and pans and messed up all my mom's kitchenware and like, all that stuff, you know? And then, uh, you know, my parents bought me a drum set, uh, started learning like red hot chili pepper songs and all that. And then, uh, he actually, you know, when he was done with high school, moved to Boston and went to Berkeley. And and then that point, my brain was like, wait, you can like go to school for music like you can like do that as a thing. So at that point, I think by like 10 or 11, I was like, yeah, I I, I already know that this is what I'm going to do. Um, so it's pr pretty, pretty early on. And my parents were like incredibly supportive. Um, I mean. Like I said, you know, I grew up in like a small town. So it was like, you know, no shows were coming to Petoskey, Michigan, you know, no, like, so if I wanted to go see, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers or, or you know, Megadeth or any of those things, you know, right. they're more than happy to drive me three hours south on a school night and, you know, get me to the show just so I can go see it. And music camps, you know, down in Detroit, driving me like five hours, getting hotels so I can play with like other kids that are also good at music. Um, so yeah, it was just like a I had like an incredibly supportive upbringing with music, and then uh, I went to Berkeley, and then uh, yeah, and I just been you know playing drums. <laughs> so, so what were your influences? I mean, I'm assuming there's a little dream theater in there, also being that they they went to Berkeley too. I mean, is that something that's in your background? Oh yeah, so Sam and I like yeah, Sam and I definitely bonded over dream theater uh, pretty hard when. Uh, when we first met, um, I was like, a, I actually have a really interesting dream theater story I can share with you. Please so <laughs> like I said, my brother's 10 years older than me. Um, and he like, he would always have like, you know, this was back in the days where you had those like nice leather CD booklets, you know, what I'm talking about where you have all your collection and whatnot. Sure, I had many. And so when my brother was at, uh, you know, doing whatever, like, going to parties or whatever high school kids were doing back then i would sneak into his room and like take like oh we got the new no doubt cd i'm gonna listen to that or oh we got the new like whatever i'm gonna listen to that and i was really into like in sync and backstreet boys and stuff at the time so i went into his room thinking like oh maybe there's like a new because i you know i didn't like i couldn't go to like the store you know and like see like the ads for like the new cds and stuff i just kind of had to like live vicariously through this like leather brown booklet of cds <laughs> <laughs> right so so i went in there one day and there was just a like a copy you know like a copied cd that just said dream theater on it and i was like into boy bands but yeah, i listened to like metallica and stuff too and i was you know, already playing drums and so i was like dream theater that sounds like a boy band like i'm gonna check this out <laughs> and it was and it was seen not a and boy I, band i was like oh my god this is incredible but yeah i 
that's my like i the reason i fell into dream theater which i don't i i will hard pressed to find anyone else who can say this is i found out i drove dream theater because i was into boy bands and thought they were a boy band <laughs> so that's my well, you know i have to cut this up and put this out as its own clip right yeah <laughs> please do but yeah, great. Sam and I. So wait, like, I'm just know, curious. What was the what was the album on there? Was it like images and words? Oh, it was scenes. Or? It was a uh, oh, well, there you go. Part yeah. Two. yeah, which is my favorite one. So that's funny. Um, that's but hilarious. yeah, the I mean the yeah the Dream Theater Red thread definitely runs deep uh, for Sam and I. Uh, I mean that you know I think for a lot of people you know that's like the first band where it's like oh like you, these people really shred. And then they can also like write good songs around right. also being able to shred. And I think yep. that that was like, you know, I, uh, I was already kind of privy to Berkeley based on like my drum instructor and stuff. But then like, yeah, knowing like, Oh yeah, these guys went to Berkeley too. And then, and then you really start to deep dive, you know, it's like, Oh, Steve, Vai went to Berkeley. Oh, Esperanza Spalding went to Berkeley. <laughs> right. Oh, it's like, yeah, I need to go here, you know? So when you were there, um, what was your experience like that? Like, was it ever intimidating with the other musicians that you experienced or was it, was it more like friendly or is it competition or what's, what's it like there? Um, I think, I think it depends on your perspective of it. I mean, I was, I was just, I mean, I, I fondly talk about Berkeley like all the time. Like I just absolutely loved it. And I, I didn't, I could like, what I mean by that you your perspective is like i could totally see how like you know you could walk into a jam room and be like oh man like this dude's like killing it i'm just like i can't even play my paradiddles clean you know like stuff like that you know you can really yeah you could really like go down a deep dark you know personal rabbit hole of like (laughs) oh god i'm garbage because you know you do you do have that initial like you know uh you know, like where you come from, you're probably like the big fish. Right. And then you go to Berkeley and you're not even, you're not even in the same water as these people, you know, it's like insane, but I never, I never took it that way. I always just kind of took it like, man, everyone around me is so sick. All they want to do is talk about like the goofiest music nerd stuff that you could possibly want to talk about There, there. There's, and for me, there was never any like ego about it. I mean, I definitely wanted to, be better than everyone else for sure but i never was like you know i was never i was always asking questions to like everyone i knew there just like how do you do this how did you do this why did you do this like all these things so i i man i thought it was just like a uh yeah it's just like a beautiful place just kind of like hang out and explore you know what you wanted to get out of music and and like who you could collaborate with and all those things. I, I didn't really get any, uh, I, I didn't personally have any like competition vibes with people. And I, I thought most right. people that were in my circle, at least, which I kind of gravitated towards like the, the like rock and like metal and like the emo rock math rock people, everyone was just like, so chill and like, you know, just wanted everyone to like have a good time, get to know each other and like play sick music. It was, it's pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, cool. uh, so, you know, what's amazing about what you guys do? I think it's it's this type of music that I think is over the last few years started to really become, I don't say mainstream in a bad way, but sort of appreciated by 
younger people and more mainstream outlets and coverage in terms of media and that kind of stuff. And it's at the core, like really complicated music. I mean, you know, 10 minute songs, a million notes and lots of stuff going on. You know, you got Polyphia's, you know, blown up and done amazing things. And of course, Animals as Leaders and all, all these different bands. And then I think you guys are sort of in that mix of those. Um, what do you think it is that this kind of music is becoming in a way accepted, which I think maybe 10, 15 years ago, I, I, I don't know that I would have expected that. It's sort of surprising to me, but in a very cool way. Yeah. Um, man, I really have no idea. I like, I, I, I think for me, I'm thinking about it in terms of just like, I, I, man, I, I just, I, I don't really know. I think, I think part of it is just like, if it's good music, people will like it like plain and simple. And I think now it's just like, like I remember, I mean, what was it like 11 years ago when like scale the summit came out, right? Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. they threw an instrumental band and like, I remember when like they start, I think it was just like, it's kind of just been like a, 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 you know, a snowball rolling down a hill for like 10 years. Right. Cause it's like, you know, like, technical bands have always been around but there's always like a little there's like a thing you gotta like you know like racer x is cool but not many people are like really into the singing but yo those guitar solos are sick right Right. people can say the same thing about dream theater and i think now a lot of people like younger bands are finding ways to like there's not there's not something they can find that turns them off about it it's like they like everything or they just don't have a singer like animals as leaders and they still find a way to make it catchy you know it's like there, you know what the melody of physical education is right like it's super catchy it's it's hooky like like pop music is but i, I think honestly at the end of the day it's just like I, if, if it's good music people will listen to it and i think just now that there's been more people realizing that they can write instrumental music or more progressive style of music that more people have been doing it people are getting better at it and uh more people you know, are listening I, to it i i think also i mean i think the newer generation, younger generation, whatever you want to say, like the Spotify generation is more open to like listening to any genre, really. They don't yeah. they don't care so much, right? So you may have people that like what you guys do and just as well go listen to, you know, I don't know, a Jay-Z track or something. And it's, it, it's no difference. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's sort of weird for me, but like, I think it's, it's, <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with them in that. Cause like, I love Jay-Z, but I'm, I'm still like a, like I'm, I like love all types of music, but I can't like, I can't put like, you know, gang star and like liquid tension experiment on like the same playlist. Like I kind of have to really like be right. in the mood. Like I can't do that. Like interchangeable, like thing, like even, even listening to like death metal and then going to like something slightly lighter, I, 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 there has to be like a 15 minute, like silence cut off or something. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So like, clear, I, clear I, understand. I, I, I relate to what you're describing to some extent, but at some point I still, I think like my musician brain, like, I don't know. I think that's kind of why it's a little bit of a struggle, right? Is cause like a lot of this, you know, progressive scene is like, you know, big, like musician people, you know, that are like, educated musicians who are just like they're all about writing the music times sometimes at least for me i really struggle to like relate to like 
listeners who aren't musicians because that's the only thing that's all i know you know right (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i get it um you know what i want to point out also about you guys which i think is really impressive and maybe an amazing tool that uh helps people discover you guys is your videos yeah because they're really really good and really well done and like they look like they have major budgets behind them so what's the story there and yeah and how are you putting those together because that was i was immediately blown away by some of those clips yeah so uh our uh guitar player sam is a videographer full-time uh i mean he kind of like his dad is like a editor in boston and like he's been cutting his teeth on like video stuff you know since he was a kid uh you know to 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 roll it back to this dream theater thing you mentioned uh i remember like the first time i ever saw like a multi-cut like fully edited guitar cover was like sam did like the full count of tuscany like when he was 15 and like final cut and like did the whole thing so like the dude's been on the video game for (laughs) for a hot minute right so and then you know when we were in when we were at berkeley he was part of the like the video crew for all the concerts and then he started shooting music videos for bands at berkeley um and he's just never really stopped and you know he's just incredibly good at it so you know we're we're really lucky that we have him to do that stuff because it really um the way that sam thinks about everything with this band is it's like all encompassing so you know like he's just very much like on the wavelength of thinking about the sound and the image and all that stuff all together. And I think it really rings true when you see the videos. Cause it's like, Oh, this seems very cohesive. And how the hell did they make this video? This band is tiny. This looks like a million dollar production. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's the blink video, which yeah. is like, I mean, wow. You know, I just, you just leave watching that. First of all, the song is killer. Um, awesome. And uh, yeah. And the video really, really helps uh sell it you know yeah very cool well i think with the the, sam kind of really went all out in terms of the planning and stuff too so like for is he storyboards uh, things oh yeah oh yeah dude (laughs) that's the minimum he's doing he's not leaving his house unless he's got a storyboard a shot list the whole nine uh so wait, so when he's filming you guys and he's like, no, you got to stand here and 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 uh, and you know he blocks out your steps and whatever things he's doing. Are you guys like, dude, seriously, it's really not that big a deal? But like he's no, we're he's not. Like, no, are, you have to do. I mean, like we are. I mean, I think we get a little impatient sometimes, but like, I mean, the end result is undeniable. So it's like. Yeah, we'll we'll sit with you. I mean, we help him on on set, like, like when because when Sam has to be in the video too, right? So like one of us, he'll like teach us, like, all right, we're gonna move. This is the shot, and he'll like sometimes he'll just like record it and like shoot it, and then like show you, and then he'll do it, and then you'll practice it, and he'll like walk behind you and make sure you're doing it all right, and like, and we'll bring out like friends, like we have a a guy who works with us uh brian cray who's a photographer that i played in a band with in north carolina and he's like a super sick dude and he takes direction from sam really well and like they can collaborate a lot on on stuff and so uh you know it, it, sam's definitely still like the mastermind we we also like we did uh so for those we did two videos in the same house we, we rented a house in new york for 
like a week and just like it was really with the the you mentioned the piano thing piano players are super sick to have in your band except when you have to shoot a music video because it looks dorky if you have to use a keyboard so you have to so we rented this house we had to find houses that had pianos in the house wow so it's like <laughs> so it's like a whole thing right um, yeah you're really going all out for this this is pretty yeah cool. so but it's cool that sam like you know he does the whole thing and uh he really uh he takes it very seriously and it i feel like it definitely shows with the videos and uh it was funny too because we tried to uh we realized like midway through production like sam's sam's really going in like I want him to feel like he's a part of the band and not just the video director. So we were, you know, uh, him and Michael Lassard from uh, the contortionist have a relationship. So we were like, well, why don't we, why don't we bring Michael in and help us with one of these videos? That way Sam doesn't have to front load all the mental energy for, you know, five videos, you know, we'll let someone else kind of like take the, take the wheel for a little bit. And that ended up being really cool too. Cause that was, um, stylistically the video for pure which michael shot uh is like stylistically different than the rest of them too so ended up it ended up like kind of doing a lot uh in terms of you know serving like as a nice break for sam and then also just like a like a visual change for us for the for the singles that also was still kind of cohesively in that package What's what's been the best way to that you've found for you guys to promote your own band? Has it been through the videos, through or or do you guys do a lot on Instagram or or what's your main way of reaching people? Um, I I mean we're we're kind of we're trying to be on everything, you know. So like we, you know, we're doing the daily Instagram, TikTok, the whole nine. I do find that uh, we're really fortunate that like the you know the music reaction communities like been really really good to us. Um it's like a pretty indescribable feeling to like put a video out at like 12 noon and then at like one thirty see like four videos get uploaded that are reactions to your video is like Amazing. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and I, so I think, I think that really does really well for us uh, just because they are like full spectacle, like videos and stuff. And then, so it, 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 it does well, make for not, like, yeah it's nice to put in the work you guys are putting in to these videos and then have people actually talk about them and and put in their time to say how yeah good it is and yeah that kind it's, of stuff. it's very it's very cool so i i think i think probably the youtube videos is 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 definitely pulling the most weight at the moment i would say yeah well that's good that's nice that the, that they're <laughs> the work's going. It'd be it would be a shame to do those videos and then have like thirty five views or something at the oh, end. Oh man, know? that no that one would be, be able really to pull depressing. us out of that depression. <laughs> <laughs> so what's uh, what's next for you guys? I mean, uh, is there a tour lined up soon? Some dates or anything for the record? Or um, I mean, we're trying to. I think right now it's just really hard to find something that makes sense for us. Um, I mean, we 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 definitely would like to be out on the road next year doing some shows. Um, the only thing that we have booked right now is uh, I think the band's playing my wedding. I think that's, I think that's it. <laughs> uh, so are they playing stuff from the new record at the wedding or yeah. uh, <laughs> are you guys learning YMCA? What's, what's uh, no. Story? Uh, so I think we're going to try and do some touring next year. Uh, right now we're just pretty much in like full promo mode for the record. Um, uh, 
you know, we've been doing these weekly Twitch streams where we go over, you know, cause we sell the producer packs on our website, which is just like the stems of the whole record, uh, hmm. which I think it's kind of cool. Cause then, you know, Sam and Eric who kind of host the sessions get to, you know, get to gas up all the members solo in different parts and people maybe realizing, Oh, I didn't realize that that was in there and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, just doing the, you know, doing the, 2023 band game thing you know post so it's all Instagram, it's all yeah you know? yeah i mean that's that's what you gotta do right that's how it is yeah uh that's i'm i'm glad that i'm glad that the anchor it record is cool too that you uh like that yeah that was uh, I, I very fun for that to come across my desk it's a very cool record man i've been really impressed with a, a lot of great albums that have been out this year by brand new bands which has been really fun dude so. man i uh I hope I get to tell that story one day, but that I, uh, I do a lot of session drum stuff on Fiverr and that was oh, wow. a, that record was a Fiverr order, which like, get out of town, you don't get really? stuff. Yeah. You don't get stuff like that on Fiverr. <laughs> so Ed just reached out to you on Fiverr for drumming. Yeah, dude. Did yeah. he know about you from anything else? Or? I have no idea. I have no wow. idea. I mean, we've since like, I've played a couple shows in Montreal. We've like hung out and, you know, had a couple beers or whatever. But like at that point I was like, you know, because usually Fiverr is like, you know, Nashville, L.A. guys doing like pop. Rock I had no stuff. idea it was it was for music. I've used it for website stuff before. But oh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. But yeah. So I was like, I was like, holy shit, this is incredible. And also, like, what are you doing on this site looking for someone who could play this music? <laughs> like, Wait, I think is this, some of the is this a story we can't put on the interview because it would be super interesting uh i think yeah you totally can yeah i don't I, yeah yeah so i'm curious I, you get you get the uh you get the inquiry from him and then uh, it, talk to me about that what did you get first and then and yeah then what what was the music when you heard the music you had to have been like holy crap oh dude i was i was to the moon man so <laughs> the first thing i got was i believe it was a rough draft of uh, an office for a dead man which is like the the big like it was called gospel at the time i remember right. that and it was like the the big like the big singing part at the end i was like this is incredible uh the first thing i did actually uh was so the way that fiverr works you, you know you use the platform uh is like you kind of set like a duration of time to do to do a task and the fiverr system like very much penalizes people for like if you if you if you go like seven days and one hour over it like messes up your rating right. so the first thing i did was like yo this is gonna take way more than seven days <laughs> it's like, i was like this is gonna be at least a week and a half dog like this music is so dense uh but it was really cool and then like it, it, he was like again like very very outgoing with like his support of like oh dude just do whatever you feels best because i really like to get into like the granular like what kind of drum sound are you work looking for you know like all this kind of stuff and he's like dude whatever you think is cool man just like i i'm just so happy you want to do it and i was like i'm just so happy that you want me to do whatever i want you know <laughs> i'm just like this it was it was such a pleasant experience and then it was even more funny too because you know uh when I do a record for someone online like that, I generally try and like just 
I'll eat, sleep and breathe in this room because, you know, the way drums work, it's like heads get out of tune quickly after a couple of days and stuff like that. So I, I, I do generally try and operate it like we're at the studio together and this is like we got this time to do it just because I don't want, you know, I don't want people to notice a sound and a sound change from song one to song nine. Right. I want to just like, I want it to sound more cohesive right. than it's like, yeah. you know, cause if you're, you're piecing together emails and it like, it takes, you know, that the communication chain can take a couple of days. So, uh, I just kind of like hit it really hard and, uh, sent him like roughs of the whole record and like, three or four days and he was like oh man this is incredible like this is and i there was parts that i thought like i overplayed things and you know because my 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 brain kind of go in my brain kind of go in a different place uh when i'm doing records for for bands that aren't my own you know i'm always like my 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 serve the song brain kind of goes off and so uh, I was like, oh, okay, we're just going to like rock through this chorus, you know, like no, no big fills, no chops, whatever. And it's like, all of his revisions were just like, play more notes. And I was like, I love <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny. And then like, I think after the, 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 I did the thing, he like added me on Facebook and then like, you know, but yeah, that whole, the whole drumming for that whole record was done on Fiverr. That's it, amazing. To this That's day has cool. been the coolest fiber session I've ever done. Uh, yeah, for and it sure. was just like so funny. And uh, that dude is an absolute sweetheart and writes like the coolest music that I would like the saxophone. You're, you were talking about how aviation is like the secret weapon is the piano for anchor. It is saxophone is the secret oh, weapon. I totally agree. That was the one <laughs> thing that, that set me off with it. I was, it was like, it, there's like blast beats and all this crazy stuff you're doing and all this stuff going on. Then out of nowhere comes this amazing saxophone and you're like, wow, that's so cool. I uh, not he, see he, that coming. He really did a good job of finding a way to make it not uh, campy is not the right word, but like kind of just like shoehorned in there. Like it, it feels like it belongs. Like it it's totally still... works. And I, and I actually, I, you don't really realize it, but like, the saxophone was like a major rock instrument for for a long time, especially in the '80s. Everything yeah. had a saxophone. Yeah. You know, then it went away, and it's yeah. like, cool. Let's bring it. <laughs> let's bring it back. Twenty twenty three, the year of the sax. <laughs> well, cool, man. The uh, the album Luminaria is uh, out now. On uh, I mean, you guys have a Bandcamp page. It's on uh, streaming Spotify. It's on our else. website. We're doing a. Uh, we're doing. We're still doing pre orders for our vinyls. Uh, oh, on our website aviationsband.com um so that's uh still happening um and yeah we're doing uh got like merch release stuff happening over there too and then it's on Bandcamp, and then any streaming service that you that you use awesome uh, well check these guys out they're phenomenal uh up and coming band uh killer stuff videos are amazing they're all on youtube you can check them out uh james great to uh, meet you man good luck with everything yeah thanks dude there, man. Thanks to James for the interview. Don't forget the new album from Aviations, Luminaria, is out now. You can check it out on Bandcamp, aviationsband.com, wherever you stream music. For upcoming news, reviews, interviews, and more, visit progreport.com. Follow us on all the socials, wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll see you again soon. Thanks.